Hello, Neil. Hello, Kia. What is this shit? This shit, my friend, is the Trump dump. Trump dump. So, what's in the Trump chest this week? Well. Oh, I know. The Trump chest. Oh. The big, beautiful Trump chest. What do you mean? (laughs) So, there were rumours going around about President Trump having problems with his chest. They were just rumours or chest murmurs. Yeah. So, after these rumours, President Trump came out fighting back in a speech in which he praised his, quote, gorgeous chest. We know he loves himself. Yeah. And we know he likes boobs. So, that kind of makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is that he then potato shopped his head on Sylvester Stallone's body. Sylvester Stallone from Rocky. It was like Donald Stallone. He was like, I've got a beautiful chest. The doctor said I've never seen anything like it. It may have been an attempt at humor or it may have been done without a shred of irony, which is, let's face it, more his style. Yeah. No one knows for sure, but it was visually disturbing. He doesn't really do comedy, does he? He's somewhere in between. He doesn't get it right. The beats are wrong. The, the jowly Trump head on the hard young Stallone body. It was not a... I couldn't even look at it. It was so sick. I used to have that poster when I was a kid. Like I went to see Rocky 1 and 2 when they first... They were re-released <laughs> when I was about, I don't know, 13. I went to see Rocky 1 and 2 back to back and I absolutely loved them. Have you seen Rocky Four? If he dies, he dies. Well, I've seen them all, mate. But that poster, I had on my wall. I sent off for the poster, Rocky. And so it made me so crazily angry that he'd done that. Was there a quid pro quo? There was no quid pro quo. No uh, quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. The answer is yes. The impeachment process seems to be gearing up for the next phase. Last week, the House Intelligence Committee finished the two weeks of public hearings. Yeah. Adam Schiff, who, Shifty Schiff, the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, said that the committee's leading the, the probe, and that's the Intelligence Committee, the Oversight and Foreign Affairs Committees. Yeah. They'll issue their report on the 3rd of December coming up. Okay. After that, there will be the first impeachment hearing. Right. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Jared Nadler, he said that the president is welcome to attend the, the, the first impeachment hearing, which would be amazing because Trump would be allowed to question witnesses. Oh, really? Hello, I would like to question the witness. Uh, go ahead, Mr. President. You said I offered financial support in exchange for dirt on the son of Sleepy Joe, uh, Sleepy Hunter. Yes, that's correct. Well, it couldn't have been me because I was being urinated on by a prostitute at that time. What, what, while, while you were on the phone to President Zelensky? Uh, uh, no, no comment, Your Honor. <laughs> um, Nader said that the president could either attend the hearing or, quote, stop complaining about the process. I did see that there was a Fox, um, part of Fox News poll, this is, and 51% of people polled said he should be impeached and leave office. So that's gone up quite a lot. That has gone up because the, the 51% one that I saw last was just that he should be impeached. Yeah, no, this was impeached and be turfed out. I think a lot of Republicans would like to get Pence in. The robot. Yeah. It's just AI, isn't he? <laughs> Right-wing <laughs> yeah. AI. Yeah. I'm sorry, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> and he went to Afghanistan, didn't he? Trump. For Thanksgiving, dishing out turkeys and stuff. He should have gone to Turkey. He should have. But I don't think he's 
overly popular since he threatened to destroy their economy. <laughs> Although then he had to Erdogan for tea, so who fucking knows what he's up to with the yeah. Turkish. I don't think he's got any foreign policy whatsoever. But um, he was quite pleased because Newsweek, someone at Newsweek said, what's Trump going to be doing on Thanksgiving? Probably tweeting and playing golf. And they loved that because they were like, this is fake news because we're actually in Afghanistan. Like oh. They just fucking loved the fact that they'd actually done something. You know? Yeah. Because normally he's just Mar-a-Lago in it, isn't he? Doing nothing or watching telly, yeah. eating Wendy's yeah. burgers and just, you know, blubbering up. There's nowhere I'd rather celebrate this Thanksgiving. This week, I'm so hitting the limit of my um, sort of sadness. Hang in there, Neil. Hang in there. Sadness about how, how it's turning out again. You know, sometimes you can kind of laugh about it. You can kind of be in denial about it. But ultimately, Trump is the president. Yeah. Boris Johnson's predicted to have a majority this week. That really has got to me. Any other Trump news? Donald Trump news? Should we do Eric Trump news? Yeah, what's Eric up to? <laughs> Eric's like the sort of, not the forgotten Trump, but he's, he just sort of, he's just, he sort of avoids scrutiny, doesn't he, Eric? He's not as punchy as Don Jr., is he? He's, he wasn't in Die Hard 1, was he, Eric? Not like Don Jr. <laughs> no, no. Ed Balls had a great documentary where he went to Mar-a-Lago and Eric Trump was was hosting a, a do there with his wife and it was really um fox tillian fox news tillian yeah and it was like people saying really horrible stuff and ed ball started to like get really uncomfortable really choke on his food yeah and fe- feel felt like he was like a a, a gelfling at a skexies party <laughs> lovely dark crystal reference <laughs> any current trump news i had quite a light news week i, I couldn't engage too well i was a, b- a bit upset about it all this week you know what I mean? Sometimes you just think, oh, man. I hereby grant you a full and complete pardon. Now, the best of all, I thought, from uh, from this side of the pond, a Tory election candidate was caught out setting up a door knock while canvassing in Nottinghamshire. Lee Anderson, the Conservative candidate for Ashfield, was caught on a microphone arranging to call in at a supporter's house the supporter was actually his mate. Now, this was a, a, a sort of on the road with um, with Michael Crick, the legendary Michael Crick. Oh, yeah. And he was doing these on the road stories for the Mail, which is actually one of the biggest uh, digital news organizations in the world, believe it or not. Um, so he was doing these on the road, meet the, meet the candidates stories. And this guy, Lee Anderson, while the crew was sitting up, he was in the car park and he was sort of behind them and he forgot that he was mic'd up. And the call was recorded as Anderson spoke to his mate. And he was like, I'm coming up to your house now. Just pretend you know me, okay? Amazingly, he had like a Yorkshire slash New Zealand accent. Um, (laughs) He was actually from somewhere in that, uh, you know, non-Cockney, non-posh accented area called the rest of Britain. He was from somewhere up there. But uh, so then then he got the crew to go to this house and meet this guy who apparently was a lifelong Labour voter who would never vote for the Labour Party again and loved Lee Anderson. Right. And it was a total setup, and it was his mate. And it was only after the filming was done that the cameraman producer pointed out to Michael Crick that he had this, and he, he couldn't give away the game at the time, Yeah. but he had this, and so Michael Crick was able to point point to that. It's, it's, done, it's done like three million views this thing. Really? And guess who the producer cameraman is? Someone we know... Who used oh, to work yeah. with us? Yeah, yeah. I might have to bleep out his name actually, but yeah. um, 
Amazing. Wow. He's only just started that job. So what a what a great um, start yeah. that was. So um, is the guy the actual candidate for that seat? Uh, Lee Anderson, who is the Tory candidate for Ashfield. And he used to be a Labour uh, Party member. And now he's a Tory. Now he's a Tory. That is quite a change, isn't um, it? And he, he said something about, he had made some statement, like some really horrendous statement. Yeah. And it was like... Um, a lot of people were like, yeah, about that. And it was kind of, and this guy who made the, who he made the door knock to said something, took it even further. And then Lee Anderson had to be like, well, I can't, I can't um, condone that. Really? So, so it was awkward anyway. Yeah. Will he have blown that, blown his chance completely now then? Or, or? I don't know. I, I, you would think so. He looked like a, I don't know that the Tories necessarily, he wasn't a quality person. If I could say that. <laughs> Can we just cut there for one moment, please? Did you see that on LBC? Boris Johnson interviewed, and he was questioned by a uh, single mother about what he'd written in 1995 about single mothers. You know, it's another Daily Telegraph smear piece on single mothers and the children that they raise. And this mm. woman really laid into it. It was fantastic. Hasn't Boris left a few single mums? He seems to slip the, the net, doesn't he, regularly on what he's actually done. He had a good quote, I must say, this week, talking about Jeremy Corbyn how Corbyn won't tell us whether he supports the Brexit deal in his manifesto or not. Yeah. Uh, Boris said, um, ah, he, he might not have, he might have actually said, ah, but he, he said of Jeremy Corbyn, uh, he used to be uh, indecisive. Now he's not so sure. Oh, he's practiced that one. It's quite clever. Got a big cheer. He just wants to be Churchill, doesn't he? He's a karaoke, like a shit knockoff, <laughs> isn't he? He started doing V for Victory. He's getting portlier and portlier. Can you be portlier? More portly. <laughs> he just wants to be chill, but he's just a shit version. Just shagging everywhere he goes. We shall shag them in the... It's the gift he had for compression and for linguistic originality. So... Um, and, and for using very, very, sh- not just long, orotund, bombastic, Churchillian circumlocutions, but then suddenly condensing it uh, and focusing on a, on a uh, and using short Anglo-Saxon zingers to get, his, to get his point home. The dark arts have been amazing, but like about as subtle as a, a Burko call to order. <laughs> I mean, there's been the Keir Starmer re-edit, there's been the fake fact check Twitter account, which was actually a Tory account. Yeah. Now they've re-edited the BBC News on Facebook yeah. to put reporters and journalists saying things out of context. Political editor Laura Kunzberg, News at 10 presenter Hugh Edwards, and political correspondent Jonathan Blake are used to describe the situation in Parliament. Pointless delay to Brexit and another Brexit delay are among the lines of BBC News commentary <laughs> used. That's your Welsh accent. <laughs> all set to dramatic music. Also, I noticed that now the BBC are in a bit of a, a standoff with Boris Johnson over his wish to go on the Andrew Marr show, but the BBC's insistence that first he goes on the Andrew, the other Andrew. Andrew Neil. Andrew Neil show, yeah. who's like one of the hardest political questioners there is. And Boris is trying to avoid the Andrew Neil show. He is, but he originally agreed to go on it. So, so Corbyn was on it and he got grilled by the Rottweiler. It's like an unfair advantage because everyone's got to do the, the Andrew Neil's going to grill the shit out of you for half an hour. Yeah. 
and and he's not gonna he's gonna be persistent. It's gonna be a deep dive. Everyone would watch that as well because he would really get to it. Yeah, and uh, he's just gonna he's never gonna do that show, Boris. No, and I think he tactically you know wanted Corbyn to go first, and then they pulled out. It's really low low down dirty. On the Jeremy Corbyn side, um, did you see when he was on Andrew Neil? I thought it was a bad move not apologising for anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. Bad move. After being asked implicitly four times, I mean, it was a golden opportunity, really, to say sorry. And, and instead, he keeps saying, I want to get rid of all racism, including Islamophobia, a clear dig at the Tories. Yeah. But it's kind of, don't politicise, just say sorry. Yeah. Did you see when Gove, because Stormzy was calling Boris Johnson a liar and... Gove dismissed him as a far, far better rapper than he is political analyst. And Gove tweeted a line from Stormzy's Shut Up. I set trans dem man copy. I mean, it was a real David Brent, Alan Partridge moment. And another conservative replied, big man ting. Just the fact that it's Michael Gove, I don't know. It's just cringy somehow. Well, he's just such a slug, isn't he? Yeah. Political slug. <laughs> just leaving his trail all over Britain. Poisonous, though. Poisonous slug. Yeah. It's like one of those big Spanish slugs that just like can't be killed. It's amazing that he, he's he's back he's back to being Boris's wingman when he stabbed him in the back. Weird, very weird. He must be quite good at what he does. Go smoozing people, oozing political slugginess all over. I mean, if if he'd done that to anyone else, imagine if he did that to Trump as toast. Trump would have him like summarily executed. He would. He'd have smeared him all over the place, wouldn't he? Well, did you see um, the Conservatives are threatening to review Channel 4's, another another one they've got problems with, Channel 4's broadcasting remit if they win the general election, after Channel 4 decided to replace Boris Johnson with a melting ice sculpture during the climate change debate, which he refused to participate in. And it, it was amazing. I mean, it was just the ice sculpture was, was just dripping away. Yeah. Like the Tory lead in the polls. Ooh. Not, not really, but... Maybe. And Gove showed up and they told him to do one, which I thought was brilliant. Like, that's my favourite moment so far. Apparently Channel 4 were like, ooh, you're not a leader, are you? Which would have yeah. hurt, number one, that would have hurt you. <laughs> you wanted to be. Yeah, you did want to be, didn't you? Yeah. But you're not a leader, are you? No, okay. But Channel 4 said to Jeremy Corbyn, Gove's outside, um, do you want to debate him? And he was like, well, he's not a leader, is he? And they were like, no, you're right, damn right, not a leader. That's- Michael, can we have another coffee? <laughs> yeah, have another here. coffee. <laughs> He didn't even show up, Boris Johnson. Oh, we might have reached the tipping point on the on the climate. We might have gone beyond. And then you see those blighters on the um, environmental debate on Channel 4. And they really, it just sounded like they couldn't work it out. They're fucking never going to work it out in time. It's not funny, but it's true. So thanks for listening to the Trump Dump. Uh, yeah, right. Um, available on many platforms. Now available on Long Playing Record, Minidisc and Cassette. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.